Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to the final edition of the Through the Noise mini-series relating to our Q4 outlook, navigating a difficult near-term outlook. In this podcast, we will take a deep dive into global bond markets. And to do this, I have with me today Manpreet Gill, who is our regional CIO for Africa, the Middle East and Europe based in Dubai. We will discuss the outlook for US government bond yields, why we have a preference for investment grade corporate bonds and Asia US dollar bonds. We will also discuss our downgrade to EM local currency bond yields, uh, bonds, sorry, despite the rising yield environment we've seen. So, Manpreet, thanks for joining me. Let's start with uh, US government bond yields. I guess this is the benchmark uh, of which uh, dollar-denominated bonds are based. Uh, we've seen a very significant ride in, rise in the 10-year yield already this year. Uh, do you expect it to rise further? Um, hi, Steve. Uh, well, I, I think it depends on the time horizon because over a shorter one to three month horizon, we do expect the upward pressure on bond yields to stay in place uh, and expect the 10 year to, to keep testing the 4% level. But over a longer six to 12 month horizon, we do expect yields to move moderately lower uh, to about the 35 to 3.75% range. Now, there are two offsetting drivers here. Um, on one side, Fed rate hikes are placing upward pressure on bond yields. Uh, we, of course, got the upward revision in Fed in the Fed dot plot, um, and there are worries the Fed may continue focusing on uh, reducing inflation, even at the cost of growth. Uh, and that, of course, is an environment of higher bond yields. However, slower growth or recession should imply lower, not higher bond yields, as markets price in the need for an eventual cut in policy rates. Uh, that is why we expect the rise in 10-year yields uh, to be relatively muted, uh, even over the next or shorter time horizon, uh, even as, of course, shorter maturity yields can rise more rapidly alongside the Fed rate itself. Yeah, and I guess the employment report last week sort of reinforces the need for the Fed to focus on inflation in the short term, which could push high yields higher in the short term. Okay, let's move on to sort of development investment, developed market investment grade corporate bonds. We've upgraded them to preferred. Can you give them a give us a sense of the rationale for this upgrade? Sure. There are really three reasons behind the upgrade uh, for the asset class. Um, I mean, the first reason is is the surge in bond yields itself. Uh, we they have risen quite a bit this year, but we believe uh, you know bond yields are now reaching levels um, which do create an attractive entry point for high quality uh, bonds. So, just as an example, on developed market uh, investment grade corporate bonds, uh, the index now yields over five percent. Uh, and to put that in context, these are yield levels we last saw, uh, you know, in on a trend basis before the start of the zero interest rate policy uh, after 2008-2009. And of course, that means from a forward-looking basis, one would expect the yield to be a much bigger component of total returns over the next 12 months. So that's the first reason. Second, of course, is credit quality, which we think is is also strong. So recession risk, no doubt, can pose a headwind. But over the past six to seven quarters, uh, ratings upgrades have outpaced rating downgrades. um, And we think that puts them in a strong position to uh, weather any worsening of credit quality. And third, and finally, of course, as we discussed in the previous question, uh, there is a risk from rising government bond yields, uh, but we expect that may be limited and, in fact, could turn into a tailwind, if anything, should recession worries start to push bond yields lower at some point. So I guess that's a point I want to pick up on now. I mean, so, you know, in that environment, specifically the third point, that would suggest that you should be allocating to uh, investment-grade government bonds as well. So, So why do you prefer corporate over government bonds? 
No, it's a great question. And I think it really comes down to the nature of risks in today's environment. Because I'd agree that in a normal cycle, one one would be adding to investment-grade government bonds at this point in anticipation of a recession and hence lower bond yields in the future. However, what we've got this year is clearly not that sort of normal cycle. And instead, what we've got worries of higher inflation and Fed rates have actually meant that investment-grade government bonds have been amongst the worst performing bond asset classes as you know bond yields have, have moved rapidly higher. And that's why we think developed market investment-grade corporate bonds offer a good trade-off. Um, of course, they should benefit from the bulk of a move lower uh, should bond yields indeed move lower in anticipation of, of recession worries. But the higher yield you know, on corporate bonds does offer a bit of a buffer in a scenario where the Fed isn't quite done uh, pushing bond yields higher, uh, you know, as it fights inflation. Okay, let's move closer to my home, I guess, and, and look at Asia US dollar bonds. I mean, so we, we still have a preference there. Can you give us a sense of why we're staying the course in this sector? Well, the logic is, is fairly similar to that we discussed for uh, developed market investment grade corporate. So, Asia dollar bonds as a whole is predominantly investment grade asset class, um, you know, with high yield now forming just about 15% uh, of the asset class at an index level. So by that logic, of course, the three reasons we discussed for developed market IG bonds, which is, of course, the attractive yield, the strong credit quality and the potential tailwind uh, should US government bond yields mover, uh, move lower. All of those largely apply here as well. Now, we acknowledge, of course, there is a geographical concentration. Uh, you know, more of this asset class, is, it links back to China. Uh, but, you know, we think the slightly higher yield on offer uh, does compensate that for, uh, you know, to a large degree. Um, and, you know, through the volatility this year, uh, you know, they have manifested themselves as, as a relatively high quality asset class. It's actually been less volatile uh, than a lot of the developed market peers. Okay, the final area I want to talk about is um, you know, EM local currency bonds. So we've downgraded this uh, asset class to least preferred despite the attractive yield. Can you give uh, listeners a sense as to why? Sure. Um, really two reasons. I think the first is the currency. Uh, so unlike most US dollar denominated bonds, currency returns are a big driver of this of EM uh, emerging market local currency bonds, at least for international dollar denominated investors. Now, we see heightened risk that dollar strength is not yet done, especially over the next one to three months. And what this means is that emerging market currency losses could erode any gains uh, you know, from the yield or, or indeed any price moves. So that's one reason. The second, of course, is a more relative reason. So you know, real or net of inflation bond yields have actually risen quite a lot in developed market bonds uh, this year. So while, you know, the yields on EM local currencies might be attractive, uh, you know, those higher yields in developed markets have altered the relative risk reward of taking on that EM local currency market risk. So when you put it together, we we just believe there are better risk reward trade-offs available elsewhere in the bond asset class, at least in today's market environment. Okay, well, thanks so much, Manpreet, for joining me today and sharing your latest thinking. And thank you, listener. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and like the podcast channel and share the link with your friends. I look forward to catching up with you again soon. And in the meantime, please take care and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.